listening to the Miracle Word Podcast. We believe that the Word of God gives you the power to experience never-ending increase in every area. If you're ready for revelation that will take you to the next level, you're in the right place. Here's your host, evangelist, author, and founder of Miracle Word University, Ted Shuttlesworth Jr. Hey, what's up, guys? Ted Shuttlesworth back with you again on the podcast. Voice sounding a little tired. Just been going about two months, and I'm ready for another Monday podcast. You can't stop me. Can't stop me. I got this. And listen, uh, I'm pumped up. I'm up here in uh, Prince Albert, Saskatchewan in Canada, and um, just preaching and uh, in the daytime making tracks and getting ready for Worship Summit 2019, which is next week. I can't believe it. We're already there. And May the 7th through the 10th, we're going to hit this thing. It's going to be awesome. So I'm pumped up. If you guys can make it, make it. If you don't know anything about it, check out uh, southeastworship.com. Get all the details. If you can get down, get down. It's going to be good. And um, got everybody flying in. The band singers, my sister, got the Silver Fox, Chris Vance, going to be singing on the album. Um, It's going to be phenomenal. So if you guys can make it, make it. Um, I'm super pumped up. That's coming up next Tuesday through Friday, May the 7th through the 10th. So we're getting ready for that, and um, as well as preaching revival up here in Prince Albert, Saskatchewan, which is right outside of a city called Saskatoon in Canada, and um, very, very great meetings so far. And as I was praying today for you, the Lord gave me this thought to share with you today, as you saw in the title, it's called Three Signs That You Are About to Burn Out. And obviously, um, those of us that are doing what God's called us to do, we don't want to ever burn out. <laughs> Obviously, burnout is a bad thing. And um, I've seen so many people uh, burning out in their ministry, in their call, and in their purpose. And as I was meditating on this and just praying today, the Lord gave me three things to share with you so that you do not burn out, so that you do not ever burn out. And these are vital to your life and ministry um, in in the kingdom. So I want to go over these three with you and share with you keys so that you can say, stay strong and fulfill your purpose and your call with momentum and strength and not feel like you're about to crash (laughs) every time you go to do something new for the Lord. So I want to cover these three things. And as uh, I was looking at this, the Lord revealed them to me as three different ratios that must be right in your life, which was very interesting to me. I'd never heard of anything like that before, but I saw it as three different ratios that must be balanced and in order for you to not burn out in your life or ministry. So let's jump into that today. And I'm going to kind of walk you through these and show you what the Lord had on my heart. And I know it's going to help you uh, to continue to be strong in what you're called to do and even get stronger. That's the key that every day we continue to get stronger, more impactful, more efficient. Um, and, and that's what God's going to use this podcast today to do for you. I believe with all my heart. So number one, in these three signs that you're about to burn out, 
You need to examine your life. You know that I love to be introspective on the podcast. We need to always be looking inward and saying, what can I do to change, to get better, to grow, to go higher? And uh, this is going to help you today. So I'm actually going to work these backwards um, from the way I have them written down. But uh, And I believe that'll be the best way to do it. But number one, the first ratio that you need to look over in your life so that you don't burn out is what I'm calling today the impact to impression ratio. The impact to impression ratio. And this one I need to explain to you, and it, and it would be best explained like this. Many people get frustrated and bent out of shape because they really, if you want to be very, very truthful about it, and, and I'm not saying this to be harsh, but they're doing what the Bible says not to do, which is do not think more highly of yourself than you ought to, the Bible says. Do not think more highly of yourself than you ought to. Really what that is, it's just a form of pride getting into your heart. But when I say the impact to impression ratio, many people are frustrated with where they are in their call and their purpose and their ministry because they feel like they should be doing much more than they're already doing. For example, uh, they get mad. Let's just say from an, an evangelist standpoint, you know, I should be doing much more. People should be inviting me all over the place. I mean, I should have many more open doors than I have right now. That's the thought. Pastors, from a pastor standpoint, I don't know why my church isn't growing. I should have so many more people coming to this church than I have right now. People should be breaking down the door. There should be multiple services. The seats should be packed with people. I don't understand what the problem is. And so there is an impact to impression ratio that needs to be in balance. And let me explain that to you. The Bible encourages us to not grow weary in well-doing. And, and, and in due season, God takes us to our next level or to our promotion. So it's very important right at the outset to remember that God is the one who gives increase. God is the one and the only one, by the way, who can give promotion. As you know, I've quoted many times on the podcast, Psalm 75 verses six and seven, where the Bible says that promotion does not come from the east or the west or the south, but promotion comes from the Lord and he decides who will rise and who will fall. So promotion doesn't come from men. It comes from God. So if that being the case, what we do as we minister for God or do what he's called us to do is that we must please him in our calling, our purpose. We must obey his instructions. See, And as we continue to do that faithfully, it is him and only him that can raise us up to another level. So when we look at the impact to impression ratio, I look at it this way and say that many people have an impression of themselves or of their ministry that is much higher than the impact their ministry is making. So if you were to look at someone's life, and let's just take away the word ministry and just say calling or purpose, many people have a higher impression of their purpose or their calling than the impact that they're making. 
And it's easy very much, many, many times to get blinded to the fact that, you know, you're, you should be accomplishing more, should be doing more for God. So our dedication many times is not where it should be. And that's where this ratio has to come into balance is the impact to impression ratio. So we're not going to keep ourselves in a place where we continually look at what we're doing and say, Mike, I don't get it. I mean, we should be literally nationwide. We should be international. Well, God's the one who puts people at higher levels. So I want you to understand that if you are not being promoted to a higher level, if you're not being promoted, if more doors are not opening to you, if you're not seeing more opportunities, maybe let's consider the fact that the impact you're currently making is not sufficient for promotion. Think of it just like if you worked at a job or in an office, because this is how God works. God promotes faithfulness and efficiency. He promotes faithfulness and efficiency, faithfulness and efficiency. So understand if you were to work at a corporation, if you had three people that were in line for a promotion, they're going to analyze their work, their faithfulness and their dedication to the company. And they're going to see who is actually the most valuable person and most um, equipped to receive that promotion. And God does the same thing. He's always looking at our work, at what we're doing for him. He's looking at our dedication. He's looking at our faithfulness. And then he decides when your due season has come. You can't decide your due season. Only God can. So when people get frustrated because they're not being promoted or because more doors are not opening to their life, the thing that you really should check is your impact. What kind of impact are you currently making? And see, the reason I say that is because as I heard a preacher teach one time, I thought, man, I'll never, I'll never forget this. He was saying that God has a level that he has pre-qualified you for. So whatever it is you do for the kingdom, whatever it is you do in life, God has a level that your previous faithfulness and previous dedication has pre-qualified you for. Let's just, because it's very easy to make this kind of an analogy, let's just use it. Let's say if you're the pastor of a church and your church has seemed to stay at, you know, 300 people for three years and you just can't seem to crack that 300 barrier to reach more people. Well, it's not because, you know, one of the things that people then try to do is get involved in all this, you know, um, excess of, um, I don't even know how to, I would just call it like, you know, not supernatural, but natural methodology to continue to grow. And I'm not saying we don't need to use wisdom. We do. But you know, if, if you've only been pre-qualified for 300 people to minister to, because that's all you can handle. And God knows that's all you can handle. He's not going to give you more than you can handle. And I'll explain to you why God loves those 300 people and he knows that you as a leader are not right now ready to minister to 800 people. And because you, you don't have, maybe it's because you're not ready spiritually, maybe that you don't have the spiritual strength to carry uh, that kind of a load at this point in your ministry. So what ends up happening, no matter, and, and I'm using pastor as an analogy, you know, wherever you're at in, in the kingdom, whatever you do. 
the principle remains the same. So because God loves those people, God's not going to put 800 people into your care if you don't have the spiritual fortitude to properly care for his sheep. He's not going to let sheep be abused just because you want a larger number of attendants in your church. God doesn't do that. He doesn't just love the shepherd. He loves the sheep. And so he's not going to take you to a place beyond what you can do for him in dedication. Your faith may not be at that place where you can handle uh, 800 families or 800 people. So see, God's not going to allow you to go to the next level until you have proven yourself faithful with the 300. So understand, once you become faithful with where you're at, the Bible says when you're faithful over a little, he'll make you ruler over much. But notice that the principle from that scripture is until you have completed your faithfulness at the current level, God cannot exalt you to another level. That's what due season is all about. Due season is not just this random time that no one knows when it's coming. Due season takes place when you have dedicated yourself to be truly faithful and efficient in the level God has placed you. There are tests that come. I'm not talking about evil tests. I'm talking about tests that God will give you to see that you can pass them in order to go to the next level. And if you fail the test, God will keep on letting you take it until you pass it. You'll keep having the same test over and over and over until you pass it. And when you pass it, your due season has come and it's time to be exalted to another level. And what happens is people get frustrated because they think it's all about, you know, their geography or, you know, they think, well, if I pastored in a larger town, I'd have more people coming. But the truth is they really wouldn't because God's only pre-qualified them for about 300 people. So if that's what they have where they are, if they were to move somewhere else and took a church of 500, 200 would leave and go somewhere else because their spirit man can't handle more than where they're at. So you have to get into the proper ratio, the impact to impression ratio. If you want God to do more with you, make a greater impact on the world. Make a greater impact. It's funny because people are people no matter where you go, whether you're working at a company or whether you're ministering on behalf of an organization, many people want to do the bare minimum to get by, but it's dangerous to treat your calling like a career. I'm going to say that again because that's something you could write down and even share with somebody. It is dangerous to treat your calling like a career. I have no plans to retire from what I'm doing for God. I will do it until I die. It's not a career. It's a calling. I don't work for the weekend. I'm not just, I can't, you know, let me go, go do these three meetings and then I, so that I can just get enough money so I can go on vacation. Can't wait to go on vacation. No, no. I take joy in what God's called me to do. I'm not longing for the next vacation. Don't treat your calling like a career. Don't treat your calling like the rest of the world treats their job. You know, well, I have to do it because that's how I get my money. But then, you know, then I want to go and do all everything that I consider to be fun. If that's how you feel, about what God's called you to do, just get out of it. Just quit and go do something else that makes you happy. But if you've got a call from God, make the impact to impression ratio 
properly balanced and make more impact for the kingdom then you have an impression of yourself because that's what makes people burn out is that they continually have a higher and higher impression of themselves and they won't make impact. They're doing the bare minimum. God doesn't promote them as a result and they get so frustrated that they quit. So number one, the impact to impression ratio has to be in order. Let's move to number two. The second ratio that has to be in order is your task to temple ratio. Your task to temple ratio. Many people disqualify themselves from long-term work for God because they don't care for the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is your physical body. And I've seen many people burn out because they were not physically able to continue working for God. They just were not physically able I mean, even powerful men of God like Jack Coe died at a very young age, before he was 50, died and was given warnings by other ministers. And, uh, you know, I'm sure the Lord spoke and dealt with him about it. And the thing about it is, is that Paul, this is such an important subject that Paul had to remind the church of Corinth twice that their bodies were the physical temples of the Holy Spirit. He had to continually remind them, God's spirit lives in your physical body. He dwells in you, which means you've got to keep your body uh, in a place that would that is honorable for the Holy Spirit to live. You know, it, it's not right. I mean, just imagine if Jesus himself in bodily form was going to come stay at your house. You know, would you throw him in a moldy, damp basement with a mattress that was on the ground and a few Ritz crackers on a table? Is that how you would treat the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? Or if he was coming to your house, would you work hard in the months before he came to prepare a magnificent room for him to stay in with anything he wanted at his fingertips and available to him. Wouldn't you create the best and most wonderful room for Christ to stay in if he was going to stay at your house? Of course you would, because we honor the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. The same thing is true regarding the Holy Spirit. He is living inside of your body. Why do people abuse and damage their bodies when their bodies are the temple or the living dwelling place of the Holy Spirit. He's worth more than that. You have got to honor that. I mean, Paul said it multiple times, honor God with your body, honor God with your body. That's a command from the apostle Paul. And remember that, you know, The Holy Spirit doesn't dwell in you and quicken your mortal body uh, so that you can always use him as an emergency button and, and bash the emergency button every time you've completely taken yourself out of health because of unwise decisions. That's not why the Holy Spirit is there. He's there to lead you and guide you in every decision, not just the ones about where to work and what house to buy and who to marry, every decision. And you should allow him to convict your heart, even over simple things like your physical health. And you've got to make decisions that are um, appropriate 
and remember that the Holy Spirit is living inside your physical body. So the second ratio is the task to temple ratio, the task to temple ratio. You can't complete your task if your temple is destroyed. That's the point I'm making. And the Lord dealt with me about that today. We cannot complete our tasks if our temple is destroyed. So what do we do? We honor God with our bodies. We honor God with our bodies. You know, it's funny how Pentecostal people will harp on all of the sinful things. You know, they'll harp on drug addiction and they'll harp on alcoholism and smoking cigarettes and chewing tobacco and, you know, all those things. But you'll never, I mean, almost ever hear a Pentecostal preach on overeating, even though it's not drug addiction that's killing the majority of the population, nor is it alcohol, nor is it nicotine or cancer from nicotine. The number one thing that's killing people in North America is overeating. It has led to heart disease. It has led to type 2 diabetes. It has led to high blood pressure. It has led to clogged arteries. It's led to all kinds of different problems in the physical bodies of men and women in North America. But nobody talks about it in church because, you know, growing up, it's the only thing we were allowed to do for fun as believers was get together and eat. But you've got to honor the Lord with your body. You cannot complete your task and stay around long term if you dishonor and abuse your physical body, which is the temple of the Holy Ghost. So if you want to be able to accomplish your tasks for the Lord, your purpose for the Lord properly and with strength, you've got to honor God with your temple. It's the task to temple ratio. Your temple has to be the priority over your task. That blows some people's minds. Your temple has to be the priority over your task. I mean, you've got to rest yourself. You've got to eat properly. You've got to exercise because God wants to use you for the long term. That's why um, even Minister Jenya Jackson that ministers with me uh, at Worship Summit and she's been on the podcast and she uh, is the praise and worship leader of Abundant Life Church. One of the things that she is very strong about is praise and worship leaders taking control of their physical bodies and being in shape to do what God's called you to do. I can tell you that I've been in a place where I was very overweight, especially for me, and in places where I was very fit. And when I minister for the Lord, I can clearly tell the difference between when I'm 40 pounds overweight and when I'm at a good weight, when I'm fit, when I've been exercising versus when I've not been and and not been spending my time. I can tell my stamina is greatly affected. I can tell my strength is greatly affected. Even my voice becomes affected um, by these factors. And so you start to realize and understand that there's got to be a task to temple ratio. Your temple always takes precedence over your task. You cannot complete your tasks if your temple is not in order. So that's number two. So number one, your impact to impression ratio. You've got to be making greater impact rather than having a greater impression of yourself. Number two, the task to temple ratio. 
You've got to care for your temple before you can complete your task with strength and stay around for the long haul. And that's God's desire. Number three, let's get this. The final one, the third sign you're about to burn out is your work to worship ratio is off. Your work to worship ratio. And what I mean by that is this. One thing that you've got to understand, and this is huge, is that you have the substance of the Holy Spirit deposited in your body. And as you minister to others, that substance is transferred from your body or pulled out of your body by faith and by your ministry that God's given you. The example of this is found in Mark chapter 5 when the woman with the issue of blood comes to Jesus in the crowd and touches the hem of his garment. And Jesus said, who touched me? And the disciples were confused because many people were crowding in and trying to touch him. But Jesus said, no, someone touched me by faith because I felt virtue go out of my body. So virtue was pulled from his body. The same thing is seen in Acts chapter 3 as Peter and John go toward the temple and as they're healing the lame man, uh, Peter said, such as I have, I'm going to give to you. So Peter understood, as Christ did, that you can transfer Holy Ghost virtue out of your body. And that's why Jesus had to take time apart to rest rest his body, rest himself. And it's also the reason that he had to take the first thing in the morning and sometimes through the night time to be in the presence of his father. Now, this is a massive principle. You've got to get this. If you're going to succeed in what God's called you to do, you've got to get this. Your work to worship ratio has to be in order. If you don't spend the time in the presence of God like Jesus did, then your work will suffer because of it. Now, here's how Jesus dealt with it. He said, I can say nothing unless I first hear the Father say it. And he said, I can do nothing unless I see the Father do it. So the moment Jesus stopped getting a word from his Father, he was mute. The the moment he stopped seeing his Father work, he was paralyzed. Because Jesus could do nothing of his own accord. He needed his father's assistance. So he had to spend time early in the morning. The Bible says he'd rise up early before the dawn. Luke chapter 6, he stayed up through the night praying. Why? Because he had to receive virtue from heaven before he could release virtue to earth. And if, if his virtue got depleted, then he was in trouble. And this is what happens to many people that are working for God today is they get so busy doing the work of God that they stop worshiping God. And what ends up happening, if you're not in his presence, getting refilled with virtue, then you'll be depleted of your virtue and then you'll start having to give out from your flesh. And that, my friend, is a dangerous place to be where what you're trying to do for God, you're doing in the flesh. It's not of the Spirit because you've been depleted of spiritual virtue because you've overworked yourself and you've under-worshipped God. 
And so the key being, just like Jesus did, you've got to prioritize finding and spending time in the presence of God so that you don't burn out as you're working for God. Because it's easy, especially when you love people. And if you're doing something for the kingdom, you have a compassion for people. You love them. And you want to keep on helping, keep on working, keep on solving problems. But the problem is, is that you can get to a place where there's more work than you can handle. And so, the you know, understand this. The work will never stop. And you're not God's only worker. This is a massive revelation for everybody listening. The work will never stop, and you are not God's only worker. Don't allow yourself to be pulled in a thousand directions because you think you're God's only worker. But remember, God has many workers, and you're just doing your part of what God's called you to do in the kingdom. You're not so important that you can't take time away from your work to worship and be in the presence of God. And the devil would love to overwork you. Trust me when I tell you the devil opens doors just as much as God does. He'll have you run all over the place and wear your behind out so that he can deplete your virtue and burn you out and you'll crash. Because in your weakest moments, when you've done too much work with not enough virtue and your body's exhausted, that's when the devil comes with temptation to try to destroy you in your weakest place when you feel burnt out, when you've done all you can in the flesh, and now, because you've not gotten fresh virtue from heaven, the enemy comes in to tempt you and to cause you to crash in that moment when you are the weakest. And so I want to encourage you with this. Spend scheduled, prioritized time in the presence of God so you can gain virtue from heaven to continue the work you've been called to do. So, number one, the impact to impression ratio. You you need to make greater impact for the kingdom than you're making now and have less of an impression of yourself and and stop saying, well, I don't know why. Every door should open for me. I don't know why they're not calling me. I don't know why I haven't had opportunities. I don't know why there aren't open doors. When you're making, let me just give you a tip, an insider tip here. When you're making impact and you've got fruit being produced by your life and ministry, trust me, it becomes your calling card. And people know when you've been impactful and you're creating fruit. You know, if no one knew your name, just think about this. If no one knew your name and you went out on the street and you started uh, forming some sort of a street ministry where you truly started having a thousand conversions a week and that got out and you started bringing and adding, even if you started only adding 800 of those people to your church every quarter, okay, a thousand a week, that's 12,000 people a quarter. But if only 800 of those started coming to your church every three months, that in one year you'd have a church that you just added over 3,200 people. You see that? You just added 3,200 people to your church in a year. Let me tell you, that would get out. And people would be inviting you all over the world to hear 
How did you add 3,200 people? You're not even the pastor of the church. How did you add 3,200 people to your church in a year's time? Most churches, the average church in America doesn't win one person to Jesus all year. How did you add 3,200? And you'll be everywhere. You know why? Because once you start making impact and your fruit remains, other people want to find out how to do what you did. So don't work on your impression of yourself. Work on your impact for the kingdom. Number two, the task to temple ratio. Your temple has to be taken care of if you're going to complete your task for the long term. God wants you around for the long haul. He doesn't want you dying early. He doesn't want you incapacitated because your body can no longer function as he created it to function. He wants you around for the long haul. The task to temple principle. And finally, the work to worship ratio. You've got to have the work to worship ratio in order. You've got to spend proper time in his presence worshiping to gain new virtue before you get burnt out doing too much work with no virtue. If you'll follow these three things, I promise you, you will not burn out. You will not burn out. You will be full of momentum, grace, and glory as you accomplish what God's called you to do. I want to pray because there's many people that are listening to me that you might be weary in well-doing. Do not be weary in well-doing. God's got a plan for your life. Be encouraged. The greatest days are not behind you. They're ahead. So I pray for you now. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray that you would encourage and strengthen every worker that's listening to this podcast today. Father, let this wisdom that you gave me get into their spirit and let these ratios come into line in their life and ministry. And we thank you together as the family of God that we will not burn out, but we will burn bright and run long and hard with peace and joy throughout the rest of our life until Jesus comes. We thank you, Lord. Give you praise and glory in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Listen, I love you guys so much. I appreciate you listening to the podcast. Let me ask you to share this on your social media today. If you've not yet subscribed to the podcast, I want to encourage you to subscribe. And listen, if you heard something today that really, really impacted your spirit, type it out or make it into a graphic quote for Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, whatever. Share it and tag me in it. I appreciate it. I love you guys. And I'll talk to you again on Wednesday. Don't forget until next time, goodness and mercy are following you for the rest of your life. I love you. We would love for you to join us in a live service. To find out when Ted Shuttlesworth Jr. will be near you, please visit our website at www.miracleword.com. 